Hi, I'm Austin Ortham. And I'm Taylor Patton, and welcome to Kitchen Table Podcast. Here to motivate, educate, and relate to you guys, sharing our stories, helping you get 1% better in all areas of your life. Episode 65. 64. Four. Sorry. Too many numbers in my head right now. <laughs> Episode 64. How we doing? I swear. I'm not dumb, right? No, it's 64. You're right. Okay. I got 64 wrote down. Okay. How you been? How's your week? It was good. Busy. Yeah? It was interesting. Yeah, it was always good. Yeah, got to see my mom nice. for the first time in two, three months. That was good. Nice. You got some more snow here? Terrible. Terrible. NFL playoffs? Great day to be alive. Anyways, let's jump right into it. Remember, we're switching things up a little bit, uh, going off of just kind of our thoughts for the week and building upon those. Episodes, or Season four is all about just life in general, so we're going to switch things up. Let us know if you like the, the format or not. Let's jump into it. You got a quote? I do. All right. Shoot it at me. I'm going to dig uh, into the details, baby. I got two. That's right. I might leave the one for later. Okay. Uh, here, I'll, I'll go with this one. I'll, go I'll give it the heavy, heavy hitter. Today, <clears throat> today's the first day of the rest of your life. What kind of life are you going to live? Today is the first day of the rest of your life. What life are you going to live? Yeah. What kind of life are you going to live? That kind of goes with my stuff for today, actually. So I'll let you go first. You got thoughts on it? You got uh, a lot of thoughts, Easton. <laughs> my, my thoughts from the quote really like puts in perspective like, okay, like, are you, like, what, what are you doing today that's going to further your life tomorrow? And that, yeah. um, <clears throat> Like, what habits are you putting in your life? What choices are you making? And that, like, today, like, today is what you have. Yesterday is yesterday, tomorrow is tomorrow. Today is what, like, you can make a difference is. So what are you going to do to make it better? Like, how you, yeah. what, what is it, like, the decisions you made a year ago affect? Yeah, so Elon Musk, today? yeah, said decisions you made three months ago will affect your life a year from now. Yeah. So yeah, whatever time frame you want yeah. to say, but basically your everyday decisions will impact you some way, shape, or form in the future. And it even goes to like short and like even like the decisions you made yesterday, like mm -hmm. affect your life today. And so that, that's interesting. I got so many thoughts now. I just need. To... <laughs> I got talk. <laughs> so number one, I think. So last night, for instance, uh, eating dinner, I we had lasagna. So I really like. I love having wine with pasta. Mm -hmm. And I said I wasn't going to have any alcohol until I got back from this camp, which is this week. And I was like, should I just have one glass of wine? He's like, last time I was at a camp, I literally drank the night before and I had half a bottle of wine. I did great at the camp. She's like, Steph was like, no, you should, you should just wait. So it was, and then after dinner, I was like, I'm glad I didn't have that glass of wine. So it's just like, it seems like such a small thing. Like it really probably wouldn't have affect, affected me at all, but just building those good habits and, Keeping yourself accountable, I think, on your decision making, again, will impact you. Oh, yeah, it's just a glass of wine, right? It's no big deal. And it probably wouldn't have been a big deal. But just psychologically to know that you went through that and stuck with it is, I think, promising. Um, that's one thought I had. <clears throat> Second thing is that I was listening to... A thing with Matt Frazier, you guys all know I like CrossFit stuff. So I was listening to a podcast with him from August with uh, one of the CrossFitting programs out in California. And he said, 
I, there's always the quote of like you're you're like the five people you hang around the most. Yeah. And he used the term. He said five of my best friends are on, entrepreneurs. So you're likely to be an entrepreneur, and that's so true because they have businesses and they're gonna want you to join because they're your friend, you know. Yeah. So I never. I mean, I understand you're like the five people you hang out with. That's definitely true because you see themselves and yourself and you you say what they say and kind of have the same habits and uh, manners, maybe. Mm -hmm. Or man, mannerisms. Is that what I'm looking for? Yeah. But I really, I really took it to heart how easy it is. It's hard to be an entrepreneur if you don't know any people or you're just by yourself or you're like the so-called first one of the group. But if you have other friends that are doing that stuff, it becomes so obvious that you can be what they are. So like when you put that in terms of decision making and how it affects your life, it, it was very clear to me when you said that like the decisions I made yesterday affect me today or tomorrow or three months from now or a year from now, whatever it might be. Uh, so I thought that was super interesting because it really like just hit me. Like I just realized like how true it is. It makes you really want to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. And Continue to push like what you're passionate about and like what your like goals are and that what your priorities are. Yeah. And that if you're if you're consistently if you're consistently saying that you want to get up at four AM and work out, but then you hit the snooze alarm every morning at four AM. Not doing like, anything. You're no longer like building the life you want or the life that you continuously talk about. Yeah, and, and I would that, I would say you're not building accountability either. Yeah. If I tell my wife every morning, like, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll do this for you. And then every yeah. day it gets to it, it's like, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow's like, mm -hmm. tomorrow never comes. Yeah. So I think then, yeah. And so like that, like what we've been talking about, like feeds into the second quote that I had, or just, I, know, I guess another thing, another one-liner, is you find yourself in the discipline of your mindset every day. Find yourself in the discipline of your mindset every day. Yeah. And so it's kind of like what we just talked about. Like you, like you say you're going to wake up at 4 a.m. Okay. Your alarm at 4 a.m. goes off. Where's your discipline? Where's your mindset? That's interesting quote because discipline is such a hard thing. But if you put it in terms of your mind, I need to get that quote from you after we're done so I can write it down. But the discipline of your mind, it's automatically going to happen. Mm-hmm. So the word discipline there is difficult, I feel like, because it's so true. Whatever your mind is like engraved in, like, hey, I'm going to do this. Once your mind's decided it, it's very hard to get on the other side of it. Yeah. It's hard to convince yourself the other way. Like, I hit the snooze 10 days in a row. Ah, yeah, today I'll get up and do it. It's very hard to do. Yeah. Because you're it's disciplined. It's in your mind. I don't need to get up today. I'll just wait. You know, I'll do this tomorrow. Ah, I'm sore. I'll work out tomorrow. What I mean, it's always hard to get that those first steps. Like I said last week, are hard. Um, speaking of discipline and priorities, I got a lot of stuff. I mean, not a lot of stuff, but one of the things I want to talk about this week is we talked last week about New Year's resolutions, and you got a lot of them. And I was just talking about like I've been thinking about priorities and life, and then with my hip and all that stuff from last. Uh, I don't know, fall, I guess. So I was thinking, because I have this camp coming up, about your priorities might change. And you really have to be engraved and disciplined to know what your priorities are at that time to be able to execute 
properly in your stage of life. For instance, right now, my hip isn't like, it's still tender, let's say. Like if I work out too much, it gets really tender. So my priority right now is not to work out longer or harder. And the hard part of that is because I know I want to work out harder and longer. Yeah. But it's not going to benefit me at this stage. What's going to benefit me is how can I make sure my hip is 100%. So waking up in the morning before going to work and doing a spin bike workout, and that's, that's a half hour workout. That's my whole day workout. I mean, I walk at work. That's that's it. Or I stretch when I get home from work. It's usually like, or like working out, doing lifting. I, I, I can't, I don't squat heavy right now. I really, I didn't squat at all last week, actually, to make sure I didn't hurt my hip. So it's like, oh, I've only worked out for a half hour today. Like I want to do more. Like Friday, Steph and I worked out together and I just want to keep doing more and more and more. And then I was like, you know what? This, this is enough for today. So having priority be recovery, rehab right now is super important because I have to be healthy for the camp. And then after that, my priority can shift to, all right, I have a little bit of time. Yeah. I can start grinding more, like spending more time on workouts. I can work out before and after school. Yeah. But having the discipline part of that is the hardest part because I know I want to work out more. I, my body, now I need to eat less, right? Now I need to eat healthier because I'm not working out as much. I need to get more sleep. All this other stuff plays into your priorities. Yeah. And it goes back in your decision-making that you were talking earlier. But the discipline in your brain, my constant thought is priorities, priorities, and keep coming back to it, not – Oh yeah, this would be fun. It's a Friday night. Let's just keep working out. Who cares? And I've always struggled with that because I just like to keep grinding it out. So that was something I really thought about this week. So I was wondering how you have put your New Year's resolutions on the front burner, how you stay disciplined in them, how they're going, and what the priorities are to take the next step. Uh, like, have you signed up for one of the Spartan races? Has you have you worked on your class? Where, where are we at? with your new year stuff. Me. It's also I mean, good reflection. Yeah. That's how I started to think about all this. Let me pull them up. Uh, <laughs> I'm halfway to my goal of weighing 200 pounds. Halfway already? Yeah. What do you, what were you? I weighed 170 and I weigh like. So you're 20. Like after tonight, I'll probably hit 100. You're one month in and you're halfway. You're gonna get two months, baby. <laughs> Jack. Yeah. I mean, I like, I think I just really like started pushing myself to the next, put myself in a different gear, I guess, at the weight room. Mm -hmm. And then like just eating, I just, I don't know. I just eat a lot more. Grocery bills going up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I spent $200 the other, the other week. And then I like made it and I'm like, dang, I was like, this only last me a week and a half. For most of it. Welcome to my life. <laughs> <laughs> and that, uh, but like rice and some things like potatoes and that. Yeah, heavy, long heavy good, stuff. But, uh, well, my other goal is to read 20 books. I'm finishing up. I think I got like 20 pages left. So I'll finish that, that probably this week. That's one book? Yeah. That and that sets one book down. Run a marathon. I've, I've ran once. And that when I got my running shoes in and I haven't really ran since, uh, 
It's going to feel weird running when you're 200 pounds versus 170 yeah. pounds. Oh, yeah. Might as well start running with yeah. the vest. Because, all right, something if I... And you're going to have to eat more if you start running more because that's going to burn yeah. more calories. Yeah. It'll be fine because I'll cut... I'll cut probably beginning of March. What are you going to cut? Then you ain't going to be 200. I know. That's fine. Oh, you just want to reach 200? Yeah, I just want to build myself up to 200, like... And then cut back down and not like weigh 200 pounds just like straight fat because i don't don't want the blub huh yeah so i guess i should clarify 200 pounds of pure like, muscle yeah uh i mean i haven't went to I mean, yeah i went to chiropractor i haven't tried chirotherapy and my other one was six week challenges and i haven't done any of those yet you should so i'm like but you're making progress though. Yeah. Skydiving won't be till summer. Yeah. I think I think you should write like I always write things down when I'm gonna do it. Yeah. It's like plan for like a really hard work uh week in the weight room. Yeah. What you should do is plan for a time to reach two hundred and then set up a cryo appointment to so called celebrate your two hundred. That'd be cool. And then you hit two things out at the same yeah. time. You had a hard week in the weight room. Yeah. You ate like a champ. You got to 200. <laughs> you got cold. And it's like three things uh, off in one in one day. So I was in the sauna and that two days ago. And they're talking about cold therapy. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about all sorts of stuff and how just sitting in the sauna. They're talking about cold therapy and kind of how we talked about it all the time. <laughs> and uh they talked about how like they wish Lifetime had some sort of cold other than standing in the shower. Yeah. Which, uh, but I thought that was interesting. I was like, even. Well, one thing. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to get a bucket and I'm going to put it out on our freaking porch type thing. A yeah. Just get, just get a big Rubbermaid or just get a, that's what I'm going to get. You really like the garbage cans we have outside. You can yeah. literally buy those and just dip yourself in it. Yeah. It's going to be cold going outside, man. That's be fine. That's yeah, I mean, you're gonna be cold anyways. Another thing you could do, I know you said you do it in the shower, but you could, you could, especially if you're at the gym, you could try to, because if you go in the sauna, and then you go in the cold, it doesn't feel as bad. It's like yeah. a trick. Yeah. But you could go in the sauna and then put the spouts. Can you adjust the adjust the spouts in the shower at the gym? To like, can Maybe. you turn them? Because if you can turn two of them, so you get two at the same time, then you get double the cold. In the shower? Yeah, so it's you're like one, under a shower head, right? Yeah, it's one spout. Oh, yeah, because they're enclosed, aren't they? Yeah, they're not like open. One, it's like an individual. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just an open area. You're right. No. Yeah, that's another thing you could do at your apartment. Do you have a bathtub? No. I just have a standing shower. That's why I was, otherwise I would have done my bathtub already. Yeah, it's hard. That's why I was like, that was the whole reason why the cryo, like the cryo. cryo yeah. Another and, thing that some. They're, they're talking because. Some guys do cold therapy and they just have, they said they just got cold, like the rubber tubs. Yeah, that's what I'm going to get. So that's, I'm just going to go get one yeah. either tomorrow or Tuesday. Yeah, that's probably the easiest thing. Is that like on our next, or two two weeks from now? Then when you fill it up and you leave it outside, <laughs> it's going to be frozen. <laughs> you might want to, you might want to let it leak out each time you do it. So you're not like cold, 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 warm up to it, you know? It's kind of hard to let, us let things leak out when you're on the third floor. Yeah, that's true. 
That is true. But yeah, Maybe. so that, that's that's my challenge. Another thing challenge is like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna start sitting in there. I think I'm gonna start at like 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Is no, you should got to do it at least three minutes. 45 seconds is like when you finally like get used to it. What do you mean? Because though, so when you get in the tub, you're gonna be like <gasps> at the start because it's gonna yeah. be so cold, yeah. right? And then when I gotta, you get, I gotta work myself up to it. Yeah, so but when okay. you get it's to just... forty-five seconds, if you don't move, eventually, like you'll like get your breath fine. And that's what they said. They said they started out at, at forty-five seconds a minute, and then nah, they do, get out, and it took them about a week or so, and then they do three minutes. Because they say the minimum effect you need for cold therapy to work is three minutes. So, so I mean, forty-five seconds is fine, but. If you're going to be in it for 45 seconds, you might as well just be in for three minutes and get the benefits. <laughs> Not just the mental of I can do this, but like actually like help your body. Okay, I might cry. I might die. I'm not going to die and you're not going to cry. If you cry, your tears will be frozen. <laughs> you just add it to the pile. It'll be fine. It'll be all good. But I'll let you know how it goes. I think I was thinking about that today. Right, actually. Right, you want to do three? I'll do three. I'll do at least do three. I do. I go when I do it, I do 10. It's like no big deal once you get going. I only go waist down though. Oh. But when I get like my actual like rubber tub, like I got, like you got, I'm going to put my whole body in. I'll do do three minutes. I'll just do ankle deep. (laughs) The toes are honestly, obviously like the midsection, the old PP. That's the, that's the worst part. But the cold, the the toes are the second worst. Some people put like toe thing, toe covers on them. So you're not like cold. Yeah. Biggest thing is I got to like get myself distracted. So I like bring my phone with me and then I like try to get on Twitter or something to yeah. go. But let me know how that goes. Remember, ex- stories and experiences matter. All right. I want to I know that. I'll write it down. Know how that goes for you. Look up stocks or something while you do it. You can do some work. You get double time in there. That'd be good. So things are going good. That's what I'm getting out of that, huh? Yeah. I like it. Um, another thing I want to talk about, because I said we should shed some light on some other podcasts and stuff, just because we want everybody to be successful. Again, this podcast we're going to talk about is way more successful than we are. Uh, Lewis Howes, uh, something of greatness. I don't School of Greatness? Yeah, School of Greatness. I was like, I'm drawing blank on <laughs> I was like, wait for you. I was like, yeah, School, school of Greatness. Uh, used to be a indoor, I think, indoor football league professional and now he lives in new york city and did did handball really i didn't know he did handball, but he has a couple books and also does podcasts weekly and he had stephen a smith on this week actually because stephen a smith uh who if you guys don't know is a talk show host on espn uh he's one of the highest espn paid employees and he just came out with a new book so people are kind of gung-ho about that anyways he came on lewis house school of greatness and at the end, Lewis Howes always asks two questions to his people. So I just thought we could go through these questions because I think they kind of go along with what we were talking about. So he always asks, first of all, he always asks what three truths you have in your life are. Like if you're, everything that you have gets erased, everybody who's ever known you, everybody who has things wrote down that you've done, media, everything's gone of you. You're going to die, and you have to give three truths to the world before you die. That's what he asked. But I want us to change this just for this podcast. 
What are three ways that you can sustain the motivation for staying in the cold tub, for reading 20 books, for keeping my prior for me keeping my priorities straight? Three ways to sustain goals, motivation, whatever. Uh, let's see. One, three ways to sustain motivation. Yeah, motivation One, or sustain progress. Let's say to sustain progress. I'm gonna say self care. I like that one. I would use the term balance is what I would say. This is a side side note, but I you don't like you don't like the balance. I, thing. I don't like the word balance. Yeah, uh, you're it like makes me uh, David Goggins. I don't need no balance. Self care oh is my, balance, bro. Oh my gosh, I know, I know it, it it's is a balance, different term. but it's my like everyone has different balance in their life, yeah. and everyone tries to push their balance on everyone else. Yeah, like no, everyone, but... everyone needs a 50-50 work life balance. No, shut up. Like, this is your own work-life balance. If you want 90% of your work-life balance to be 9% with your family and 10% work, hey, then find a job and make it work. If you want 90% work and 10% life balance, hey, that's awesome. You can also make that work. Stop trying to push 50-50 on everyone. As long as you have your self-care and as long as you have communication with everyone, either your work and your family and everyone around you, that that's my work-life balance. I also think it depends on your stage in life too. Yes. Again, again, like it's kind of what I was saying. Like as long as you have communication with the people around you and what you want, what you want to achieve, boom. Yeah. Cause a lot of the times like older people is more, their balance is either their balance is better. I would say like they work and like have fun kind of 50, 50, if you want to yeah. do college, cause balance you think 50, 50, right? Yeah. But like I was listening to a podcast this week and they're like, yeah, you should work your butt off while you're young. So that when you're 40, you have money and you can like get paid more at a salary job compared to working at $8 at Starbucks and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like grind it out while you're young. And again, circumstances matter. Like it's really hard for, for example, a CrossFitter to have a full-time job and work out. You can't, you don't have enough time in the day. So then you, mm -hmm. you think of work balance. Yeah. Okay. Your work is your, which I want to talk about all this in some episode too. Yeah. Your work is what you're not getting paid for, but you need to get money to live. So that's where your balance gets kind of screwed up and it's hard to know. Yeah. Like your stage of life, that's very hard to juggle. And that's yeah. what I, that's what I mean and by then, my balance, not yeah. like work to life. I mean, priorities versus wants versus needs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that all, yeah. Yeah, it just falls. gets twisted to work fun. Yeah. That's what it's messed up. 100%. And people don't follow and, their and, passions. Yeah. Which we both and obviously agree on. I yeah. And so I think that's again, like that's why like I think that frustrates me too. Is like they there's so much in between and so much like gray area that people try to make it black, black and white. Yeah. And again, like they try to be robots. Yeah. Or they try and to share like so again, yeah, stories, so experiences <clears throat> matter, but not everybody's built up the same way. Not everybody has the same yeah. experience and everybody has the same visions. Yeah. And it's just like everyone's at different stages in life. Everyone has different goals. Everyone has different thought processes. I mean, like, so no one's going to be 100% on the same idea of. Yeah. And another issue is too many people are scared to like one. So one of the quotes I heard this week, which is, I just wanted to throw this in quick, is be curious, not judgmental. Absolutely. By Walt Whitman, which they talked Love about. I've been watching Ted Lasso. 
Yeah, and that's it literally falls into just what you're saying. Like people are like judgmental. They're not yeah. actually like curious yeah. about like, hey, why do you do this? Like David Goggins, he he's not so-called balanced. Again, yeah. I'm starting to hate just why people think the word balance means or he hates self-care, but his self-care is running 40 miles in the desert. That's mm-hmm. self-care for him. Depending on the day, obviously yeah. some days you get tired, but his balance is okay. I ran forty miles in the desert. Now I have to go speak to somebody. Yeah, right. Or, or his, his balance is shutting up his inner bee. Yeah, and uh, balance needs to be. Yeah, what's so, your inner peace instead of the the bee buzzing at you? Yeah, what's your well, inner I'm peace? I'm B I T C H, but I didn't want to say it out loud, but yeah. that's what he says. Yeah, but I think of like uh, I, I I turned a G for us yeah. inner inner B like an actual B, you know. <laughs> uh, Teacher coming out. Anyway, back to what you asked. Three things to keep motivation. Yeah. One, self care. Uh. Two relationships. And three. Again, like these are just my priorities too. Is just leadership. I think like leadership pushes my pushes my relationships which pushes my self-care because if i if i'm falling short on any one of those three things and why it's unbalanced yeah but But if you're also short on on one of them then you're not gonna yes get to where you want or at least not as quick or yeah can be some i mean there's gonna be hard times along the way no matter what but you're creating a harder times for yourself you can control those yeah i like those three there's i feel like there's 10 like I like, I would say all three of those. I would definitely say balance or self care would be my would be one of them. Mm. I also think I've been really into intuition slash wisdom lately because, like, but my priorities I've learned I've always struggled with doing too much, not not doing enough. If that makes sense. Yeah. So having knowing what your body can do, what you can take learning about just life experiences having a house like literally like how to spend money all this different stuff classes take in high school college having different jobs i think intuition is super important or wisdom however you want to put it yeah and then i think passion is the other one and we will talk about passion um maybe the next episode no, maybe this episode. Talk about whenever you want. Yeah, I, right. I just got. I saw a tweet and I just went off. I about like commented on it and just started going on a Twitter rant. And I was like, I can't do this. We'll just talk about it. Right. I think passion is super important because to stay motivated, you need intrinsic motivation, which is from within, not external people motivating you. And it's really hard to keep motivation daily. Yeah. But if you have that passion, and I, again, I learned all about it in one of my school classes the it's kind of like self-esteem stuff and self i can never say efficacy or whatever i said it last week messed it up too but anyways i think the more you have self-awareness of who you are and where your stuff's coming from because i'm like high i want like the high motivation because i want to be known and i have the high motivation because i genuinely want to reach a goal there's those are two different motivations and i'm putting this into just general people's terms and not using the actual scientific terms here but if you can be so-called want to be famous and so-called have a high work ethic because you want to reach a goal and then you put that with the talent level, 
that's when good things happen. So you have to have passion because you have to want to reach that goal and enjoy what you're doing. If you don't enjoy what you're doing, you're never going to put in 100% effort and then you're not going to make it to the top. So I would say those three things are super important for me personally. But I like all, there's like 10 I think we could all use. Yeah. Oh, we're good. Okay. <laughs> Here, she's on her last strike. Oh, also, I forgot about Vitargo. Number one thing you need to keep motivation is to drink your Vitargo. Can't believe I forgot about that. We had, we had too much out of the podcast here. Sorry. Drink your Vitargo, man. I've been having it this week. In recovery, I did have a green streak, except for Saturday, which is unfortunate. But I'm feeling good about having Vitargo. I've been having plain with mixed with my vanilla ice cream protein while I work out actually I'm not sure I like having protein as I work out I much prefer just the like carbohydrate drink or a BCAAs or something I don't like having real protein that's like having water yeah water I need something to, my workout's too hard I gotta have something fun <laughs> give me something to look forward to <laughs> um anyways another thing with the Lewis House podcast, and we can move on from that. On the Stephen A. Smith, this is where I, we get into we can get into passion and stuff after too. Stephen A. says, "I love his confidence. He's like, I think I'm the baddest mofo out there on the screen because I'm confident in myself, and he's been doing it so long. But he's like, the way the reason that I've been around mm -hmm. so long is because I think to myself as an employee, how can I?" make the company i work for how can i make them millionaires also there's 252 million millionaires in the united states i found out fun fact for you anyways how can i make them a ton of money and then how can i get a portion of that money that's what he's thinking which is opposite because most people are like screw them i want my own money you know what i mean mm -hmm. but he's been such a good employee and he's bringing like those are the type of employees you want is how can they make you money as a ceo or an owner, whatever. And how can you give them a portion of it? As the worker. Mm -hmm. I think that's super smart. And that's why he's been so successful. So. He's greatness, right? So he wrote this book. We took episode one, Greatness, where the audio sucks. So if you want to talk about greatness with us, go to episode one. So we won't get into what greatness is today. But. I love his confidence of who he is because he's self-aware. And I also been watching Last Chance You. And I love the confidence when uh, Coach Mosey's like, it hurts to hit us, right? It hurts to drive on us. Because they it's like showing the confidence even and showing that they're tough. It gets your team thinking positive like that. So I think confidence is another thing in your New Year's resolutions, the priorities I was talking about. You have to be self-aware and confident mm -hmm. in your decisions. Going back to the quote also. That will also help you make progress rather than thinking, like if you think, hey, I can't run a marathon, mm -hmm. then you're not going to want to, either you have the motivation to work out because you can't do it, but that's hard to sustain because at six months, oh, I still can't do it. Now it gets old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas the confident is, hey, I ran <coughs> seven minute mile. Now I can run a four minute mile. You run a four minute mile. Dang, that's awesome. We're in a five-minute mile, I'd be like, well, that's awesome. <laughs> but I just think having the confidence is also uh, super important. But here's where it gets interesting. Talked about passion. 
And I said, I saw a tweet by Brad Stuhlberg again that said, well, there's a couple things he said. One, this is a different quote, actually. Sorry, I got ahead of myself. Somebody said, you can be passionate about something after you make a lot of money. Like going into your job, you're not passionate. You just want to be a millionaire and you're not passionate about your job. You hate your job. And once you become a millionaire, now you're like, yeah, I'm passionate about the job because I got the money. Do you think that that is a true statement? Because I don't like it. <laughs> no. No. I, I mean, I guess it can be for some people. Like, I'm not going to, like, roll it out for some people. Some people, some people will, like, like it, depends, it depends what you want. If, like, if that's what you want, then, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely hate your hate your job, but especially if it pays well, hate your job and you're going to grind for the money, then do with what you will. It's so hard to just grind, though. Yeah, but it depends. It depends what you want. It depends what your goals are. And again, like I, I still think that quote is for a very, very select people. Very select people. Like to the, to the population of ninety nine point nine percent of people, people are going to be mad at that quote, or people are going to be mad at that statement. But to the point oh one or oh oh one percent, like that's going to make sense. Yeah, I mean, I it, ma- it makes sense. It makes sense to me if they're. I just think it takes a special that. type of person yeah. to do that. Yeah, and to me, like we talked about earlier, how people just waste, like they, they don't follow their passion. Like, why would you even want to do that if it helps you get to your passion? And in the work, for some reason, you end up liking it. Let's say you work for a banking company, right? You're at yeah. you're doing you're doing uh let's say you're doing investments, right? So you're doing portfolios for people, and you hate it. You sit at the desk all day, get all this money. It's stressful. You don't want to mess something up, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Put all these uh, money in the portfolios for people or businesses. And then you make a million dollars. And now your other passion, or just use mine, like you want to have a home, like a full garage gym. Right? So you want to work out in it. You want to make money to do that. You yeah. made money to do that. And you could do your, build your gym. And now you're like, oh, you know what? I love work so much. I'm going to work 60 hours a week instead of 40. I feel like that doesn't really happen. So like to me, why why get the million dollars and then do it? Why not get 200,000 and then like as you're doing it, slowly get the passion you actually care about from the start or feel like your purpose. So I feel like if you just hate your job, you're not following any purpose. No. Well, and and you still can't well, give 100%. If you're making a million dollars and you're not giving your whole percent, like clearly you have some sort of talent level that you can do something with. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't agree with like, it's not even the whole money thing. I think you should make money to be able to follow your other passions, but I don't find people making money and then being like, yeah, I actually love this job. I feel like it's fake passion. Right. It's it's not common. The amount, like you said, there's 252 million millionaires in the United States. Yep. 252 million millionaires. Which is why that's a that's a crazy high number. Really puts million dollars ain't worth nothing. That's that's what I'm saying. But even that, like being a millionaire, like that, that's an awesome extent. But you don't even need that, like to to live successful in America. Like what the average, the The average average house is what forty. Yeah, I think the average for for a single and then for for two people is what sixty five seventy. Yeah, it's not it's nothing like that impressive. Like yeah. For that's probably what ninety percent. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I lived off an average salary in 
Steph didn't make as much as I did. And I paid for a whole year of grad school by myself. We went on a honeymoon, paid for a wedding. And now she's, I mean, we're obviously her schooling a lot more, but, and trying to save it for a house, did all that in two years yeah. and still are fine. Yeah. And that didn't do anything, didn't have any special job. Yeah. It's about priorities again. Like, how do you want to spend your money? You know, yeah. If you're going out to the bar every day for happy hour after work. You're not gonna, not gonna be able to do that stuff. Or yeah. you build your own garage gym. That takes a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I but going going back, to, uh, referencing Stephen A. Smith. I I think also, like normalizing, like talking highly to yourself and about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people always rip on themselves and they always talk to themselves poorly. And so when you start talking to yourself highly, I think your self-respect goes up and then your self-discipline goes up because as soon as you set goals or expectations with yourself that you meet automatically, like your, your self-respect goes up and you're, as long as you can back it up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you set goals and you meet them. Yeah. Like that's where like self-respect comes in. That's when like you don't need anyone else because you can depend on you. Yeah. And just, I feel like when somebody's like around you, you know, and you can like just yeah. feel their like sense of like self or they have like a light shining on them. Yeah. If you're confident, that light is way brighter than like you're in a little hole, like, mm-hmm. oh, I hope I can do this. Yeah. You know what I mean, bro? It's like, you know, don't worry. I got it. And, yeah. Like confidence is a big, yeah, big thing to have, I think. I'm slashing behind this. It's all good. Um, so, Go ahead. I, I think I think I thought about that. Think about that, because I, because now like I walk, like, I walk in my job and I really think I don't think I'm the shit, but I really think like I'm good at my job and good at what I do. Yeah, I think it's okay to think a little bit that yeah, you're that's like what, that's you're what the I'm man. If, if you know I'm not, like if like even if you are not good, but if you're not thinking you're the best, then you're really not setting yourself or not up. or not trying to be the best. At yeah, least. you're. I think you're already starting in like a losing mindset. Yeah. And this is something I've grown upon and for sure noticed in the last month. I found myself like, I kind of like have lost my filter at work. Mm-hmm. And that like, I'm still very professional, but the things I say are like a lot more out of pocket and like more radical than what I'd usually say. I just, I just think more is because like I'm more confident and just saying like, because yeah. I, it's just what it is, what it is. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not lying or calling people out of their name or anything. Yeah. But it's just, it is what it is at the end of the day. I do think saying, so again, I've been watching Ted Lasso. And again, it's a fictional make fun <laughs> show. But yeah. in one of the players, he ends up going on TV and being like a sportscaster. And he just lays into everybody. Like just gives it as he feels it. And like, I think that's also, like at school, I always like just bull crap. Like, hey, nice job. Like, hey, try your best. It's okay. Like some kids are like, I can't take this test. I was like, Oh, okay. You've been gone. Yeah, just try it. See, so you try your best. Blah blah blah. Like, instead, like, hey, why didn't you come in yesterday? You were here at school yesterday. You just didn't have class. So why not like be accountable? You know what I mean? Yeah. We give everybody the world gets too many passes because we're afraid to have tough conversations. And that's was, another thing I was just thinking of this week. Good leaders have the tough conversations. And they're okay having because once you yeah. start doing it, it becomes easy, right? So then again, more self-confidence, more communication, more understanding of you and your employees and yourself. Yeah. 
How can, how can we reach a common goal? How can we be better? How can we both get some of the profits? Mm-hmm. How can we each use our passions to be successful in whatever mm-hmm. version that we're trying to get? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, America soft. It's like Jocko Willick. Yeah. Our, our best friend. <laughs> gotta get Jocko on here At, in the Jaguars game. Uh, I guess Doug Peterson for the Jags when they were playing the Chargers and they came back and won from 30, you know? Yeah. I guess earlier in the season, Doug Peterson, their coach, showed a video about Jocko, and he's like, it's like the series of good. It's like anything happens, good. So Trevor Lawrence, he said in the locker room, he's like, he thought, or somebody came back and was talking about the Jocko video that that got shown. So a lineman came up to him, and Trevor's like, man, I've thrown four interceptions. And the lineman's like, good. In the middle, they're down 30 in the locker room. And Trevor just kind of laughed. And he's like, all right, good. <laughs> Screw it. You know, like having that mindset of, you know what? I've thrown four picks. F it. We're going to come back and win this thing. <coughs> like that's yeah, to have that. That's a positive. That's a, that's a winner's. That's a confident mindset. Having them there being like, oh, we're down 30. Screw it. We're coming. We're trying next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I love, I it's like the power of maybe, like I talked about, I don't know, sometime last season with Tom Brady yeah. and the Chinese proverb. I love I, – every time something bad happens, good. Right. What's the point of having a bad outlook? Yeah, it doesn't doesn't solve anything. Literally. Yeah. It's not just nice to problem worse yeah, if you don't have a – You got – again, life's the, 10% what actually happens to you. Exactly. Like what's the worst thing that could happen just having a positive outlook on, on everything? Yeah. Because we, we, talk, we talked about this last episode because you talked about – me telling you like what happens if everything goes right yeah yeah and again yeah being debbie downer doesn't solve any problems the only thing you lose by like having hope is you get let down but you got to realize that life's not perfect and again if you have a positive mindset or i shouldn't say a positive mindset you have a i, I got blow my nose. a workful i want to say workful if that's even a, a thing a workful mindset how can you you can, something bad happens and you're like, ah, I tried, wasn't good enough. That sucks. Like I would think, all right, next time I'm going to be better. That's another way to so-called keep, keep motivation. I think rather than saying, ah, I didn't, I didn't get it that time. Screw it. Don't need it. So if you can be a workful mindset, that's another way to help keep motivation, uh, which is another theory um, by sports psychologists as well. But you know, what's crazy though. Like, Think about positive mindsets and positive outcomes. What's today? Two days ago, uh, there was a snap memory that came up of we were oh, we were hydrant at you and I, and we were mm-hmm. and we were on the dance floor, and you. I think it's the first time we went out with Stephanie. Yeah, I think it's the first time we. January. Yeah, I remember and that. that. And so yeah, and I had a very recording and be like, you're kind of like just like shuffling. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't confident. You're, yeah, you're like just shuffling. And then um you like grab you like she's like turning around, you like grab her hand and spin her around. And I was like, and I, my caption just said, like teach me these dance moves or something like that. But I just thought that was funny that was and then how like how we just talked about like how she hadn't responded to you in like three days. And yeah. then you guys went on a date this other and just how everything like just worked out. Like Yeah. <laughs> that's another thing. Every we I mean we could talk about this for days. Everything really does work out. Yeah. If you put the effort in and you like, if you legit mean well, 
things will work out. Like I had to switch jobs and stuff, you know. I literally got like a position. Um, for like it's like a study hall position that's open every day. So I have a job every day now as a substitute. And I was like all worried about having to move around and stuff like that. And the job's literally perfect. I mean, it's hard to deal with sixth and seventh graders that are not crazy. But right. in terms of like <clears throat> how good it could go and how bad it could go, I'm I'm pleased with it. <clears throat> so again, everything does work out at the right time if you need it to. So just mm -hmm. keeping the faith again, having that positive or I call it a workful mindset because you got to work towards it and thinking, yeah. thing, having hope, but knowing that you put in the effort to get what you want on your side, I think is really beneficial. So that's just my thoughts. But uh, those are all my thoughts from, from this week that I thought portrayed to life moving forward. You got anything? You good? I'm good. Well, I know you texted me a few other things. But we yeah, can talk about can, for next we'll, week. we'll hit them on the. I got a big 1440. We'll have a nice discussion. <laughs> you guys don't want to miss the 1440 coming up. Taylor and I are going to have a nice conversation. No argument, just a nice conversation uh -oh. about intensity and consistency. And oh, what that's that means. Not what I thought you were talking about. Okay. Oh, I'm ready for well, it. I got more. Next, I got I got a whole page of stuff, people. We got all sorts of stuff. Yeah, things, we're good. I think that's good on this one, though. All right. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Don't forget on 1440. Try this is going to be the best one ever or it might be the worst one ever. Either way, tune in. Appreciate you guys. Love it. Bye.